0: How have we not seen this this musical, by the way?
1: That's a good question. That's something we'll have to discuss on the podcast. I've listened to some of the music. It sucks.
0: Howdy, it's Tuesday, August 4th, 2020, and this is episode 131 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Laskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Uh, all the casinos
1: are open. That's good. Indeed. Even the Borgata. Yes. Still, you know, the numbers across the country, not great. I must say, I got a uh,
0: an offer from Horseshoe for a pretty nice-looking uh, jacket. So I might go up there in a a couple weekends and pick that up. Is it satin? Uh, It's not satin, unfortunately. It's not quite as nice looking as the one you bought me. It Uh, is...
1: Is it denim? I would feel really good about it if it was denim. It's probably like a windbreaker or something.
0: Yes, north end soft shell jacket in carbon heather, but it looks nice. You should get it.
1: Yeah. You'd wear a nice horseshoe jacket around.
0: Ridiculous buttons on the neck. It's quite a thing. I will send you the picture of it.
1: I want to see it. I want to have it.
0: Copy image.
1: You don't need to send it to me right the second. We can oh, it has actually to be now. Re- record you must, a podcast. You must know. <sighs> Come on, looks nice, right? This is not a visual medium, Kyle. Looks nice. It looks very understated. I I think it's great. It That's... says, but it says Caesars Awards on it. I yeah. thought it would say Horseshoe Baltimore. Eh, no, nah, I don't care. Uh, I feel much better about it if it said Horseshoe Baltimore on it.
0: It's understated, though. It's not even that easy to see, the Caesars Rewards. That's true. So we'll see. I might go pick that up. It's just a jacket that you could wear. Which is exactly what I want. I don't want horrific satin, double-sided Treasure Island and Mirage jackets. Purple
1: on one side. Or pink, I cannot whatever wear whatever it was. Oh, man. I would wear that everywhere. Send it back to me. I'll wear it. Okay. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'll bring it. It will okay. be all yours. Dave would wear it. Send it to Dave. I doubt it. I doubt it. Mm. All right. So what happened in 1931? A George and Ira Gershwin musical called Of The I Sing debuted on Broadway on December 26th, and you may be saying, what does this have to do with Atlantic City, Craig and Kyle, Atlantic City podcasters? The answer is in a description of the musical from Gershwin.com, which I will read right now. John P. Wintergreen runs for president on a, quote, love platform, promising to marry the winner of a beauty contest in Atlantic City. I wonder where they got that idea. And to woo her through all 48 states The candidate cannot make good on his promise As he falls for Mary Turner, the pageant coordinator Because of her delectable corn muffins I don't know if that's a euphemism I I don't think so Victorious, Wintergreen's presidency Is almost brought down by Diana Devereaux The devious Diana Devereaux Mother of Mike Devereaux, Orioles superstar I'm sure The spurned pageant (laughs) winner And France, after all Diana is an illegitimate daughter of an illegitimate son of an illegitimate nephew of Napoleon. That's the kind of plot that you can only get in Broadway musicals. Mary saves the day, however, by sensibly giving birth to twins in the White House, creating the perfect distraction from her husband's political troubles. Um, there's a lot going on. The only thing that matters is a beauty contest in Atlantic City. Indeed, this was ten years into the Miss Admit America pageant, so you know by then that was already a thing. Remarkably. This was the first musical to win a Pulitzer Prize for drama, and 41 years after it debuted, it aired on CBS, televised version on CBS, with Archie Bunker himself, Carol O'Connor, and Cloris Leachman as the leads. And that is 1931 in sort of Atlantic City-related news. There was nothing else that I could find about 1931. I thought that was okay, though.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Probably a lot of sad people that had no money because of the Depression.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Depression, prohibition, just it's not great.
0: Yeah, nothing was
1: good. Any thoughts on this musical? Or are you rushing out? No, I, get... I, I just have no thoughts whatsoever
0: other than it sounds horrific. and Do you like the musicals, Kyle? You're a big fan no. of the musicals? I was forced is maybe a strong word, but I was convinced to watch Hamilton and uh, it was all right. And I think that is considered widely by even people who dislike musicals as the best musical. And I see. It, It was fine.
1: I like me some musicals. I should go out find this this here of the I Sing musical somewhere. What's your,
0: what's your Hamilton review then?
1: I've never seen it. Oh, I listened to the music. I did not like it, but I've heard that you have to actually see the play.
0: I'm glad I saw it once. That's my my feedback.
1: All right, this episode's going in a very not Atlantic City direction, which is fine because there's nothing Atlantic City related to talked about.
0: Indeed. Uh, so there is a state bill that would permanently allow booze on the boardwalk, and it's passed. So it's just awaiting Governor Phil Murphy's signature.
1: So it's good, right? You'd think that he would just sign it. There's no real reason for it not to go through, except it's New Jersey, and you never know what's going to happen with politics. I would hope that that this is going to be done, and next episode we can come on and happily say that booze on the boardwalk is permanent, which we've been clamoring for. I'm going to claim a victory on this. I'm going to say we were major drivers uh, in this change. Because of our massive following and how much we've pushed for it over the past five years.
0: Yeah. I think that you can chalk this one up to do for a win.
1: Yeah. Claim that W. Uh, we've, we've claimed a win. Yeah. Uh, what do we do for now? <laughs> More wins. Probably. Of course. So much winning.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, when you've done as much losing as we have before this, we are continually that's, due for a win, no that's matter how much winning we do
1: before it. That's true.
0: Our good friend, Justin S., podcast superstar, posted in the Facebook group a very long post which is probably the usual for him, Uh, talking about all of the outdoor dining that he went to
1: in Atlantic City over the last, uh, what, week or so? Yeah, he was in AC for a week. And, yeah, it was. I think he just got back a few days ago and posted in the Facebook group a very nice review of pretty much everywhere he went to. I was following his Instagram, and... Every day, he had multiple new pictures of different places that he was eating outdoors. And I was thinking, like, how long are you there, for one? And are you really going to go to literally every outdoor dining establishment in Atlantic City? Which I appreciate the research. I mean, it's it's amazing to actually see, <laughs> get reviews I, of all these places. So.
0: There is no higher praise that I can give something like that than to say, when I was reading his his post, I was like, you know, maybe I'm not doing the right thing in Atlantic City. Because it sounded cool, and the way he laid it all out, but... Yeah, came to my senses shortly after I'm like, nah, I just am gonna keep going to Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> keep going to Ruby's Dinette and then going yes. straight back to the craps table.
0: But uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a really great post. I do recommend those of you who are in the Facebook group to read it, and for those of you who aren't in the Facebook group to join the Facebook group and then
1: read it. Yeah, I mean, I'll hit some of the highlights and lowlights. I don't think he mentioned anything that we have not mentioned as having food. He said Nero's Starlight Dining did a really good job of making it feel special, which is cool. Uh, Harry's at Bally's Not Great Service, which has been our knock on it forever. Ruth Chris, he w- he said, was very good. And he also went to View multiple times and he is the sole reviewer of the View bar on the rooftop of the Claridge that I've ever heard. And I I know he's always been a fan and continues to have glowing reviews of it. So definitely I'll link to the post and go check that out. And so if you're, like you said, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, you're going to have to join if you want to read that. That's right. We got to get those numbers up so that we can have some sway in Atlantic City.
0: We can start doing big slot pools. We can make a bunch of money. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Oh, he did say Doc's has a ton of outdoor seating, like almost yeah. as much outdoor seating as they had indoor seating. So that was cool. And that they bring and the he, of course service outside.
0: Complimented the view of gorgeous Atlantic Avenue, as yeah. you must.
1: Yeah, the first time I went there, my wife and I were leaving and we were like, we should probably get a cab. And the hostess was like, You should definitely get a cab. And more than that, you have to wait inside until it comes because I will not let you stand outside. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Fine then. All right. Seems totally walkable to me. But anyways. It's it's not very far from uh you know,
0: the uh all the shops and everything.
1: Yeah. Sugar Factory not a fan, by the way, he said. Shockingly,
0: yeah. Like, who? I don't find that terribly hard to believe.
1: Sugar sure, factory is like right in my wheelhouse of some place that I'm like, I really want to try it just because it's like so in your You're face. Like a five year old though, it seems yes. like
0: something you would actually enjoy.
1: Yeah, but there's like no way the drinks are good. No, because they come out in a fishbowl with like gummy bears in them.
0: But you would just eat like you know all the cupcakes. And-
1: oh yeah, yeah. I would eat all that junk. It would be amazing. So we've talked about outdoor dining. We've talked about. Booze on the Boardwalk. So I wanted to revisit Tom L's question from the coronavirus mailbag episode, which was episode 126. He asked, What is one thing that will change due to the pandemic that will make AC better? And we sort of like hemmed and hawed on it on the actual episode. But here we've been given a couple things, right? Like, Booze on the Boardwalk seems like it's happening permanently. And then outdoor dining, I know David Danzis in the Press of Atlantic City wrote an article talking about how this could become a more regular thing and how, you know, obviously casinos have always tried to keep everyone in the casino. And this is sort of showing them that there is an attraction of, you know, this is a beach town and people want to be outside. And it creates this experience that you can't really get in other casino places. And so it may be something that is kept longer term. I'm not sure how when they're using things like pool decks and the actual boardwalk itself, like they would have to figure out some more permanent options for that. But what do you think? Are those positive long-term changes that have come out of this? Of course. I mean, there's nothing not to like. I mean, it seems
0: like they're two changes that are particularly symbiotic, right? They work well together. Uh, You know, you can sit outside, enjoy your brew, take it with you maybe when you leave, depending on, I guess, if it's a a can or a glass. Probably wouldn't appreciate it as much if you take glass with you, but uh, no, I think it's good. It's it's anything to get you outside, especially it's a nice beach town, right? That's uh, kind of what they want. Actually, I actually have a question for you, because in the Facebook group, there's been a lot of discussion about how things are going in Atlantic City, and it seems like the general consensus is that like things are not as pleasant as they usually are now. Like more troublemaking on the boardwalk and stuff. Like, how much stock do you put into that?
1: So, the, I don't know about troublemaking on the boardwalk. One, I mean, there has been several incidents inside. Oh yeah, yeah, There was there was a a shooting or a
0: stabbing or whatever stabbing. in Tropicana. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, it was like a robbery and a stabbing. So one thing I'll put more stock in is that it's been reported everywhere that the boardwalk is the dirtiest that people have ever seen it. Right. And and I think that probably a lot of that has to do with that there's all this outdoor dining, right? Like now you've got all these people eating outside and stuff is just like blow, probably blowing off people's tables. <laughs> you know? It's a yeah. beach down, there's the oceans right there. It's probably pretty breezy. Well,
0: I've also heard that they're not emptying the trash cans nearly as often mm-hmm. as they need to and they're all just like have huge mounds of trash like, you know, in the circle around them.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm optimistic that they'll figure that stuff out as time goes on. I mean, they're just, it's obviously a big change to now where everybody who's eating is eating outside and then maybe they're, you know, grabbing their joe rock cafe slice to go and as you have to dumping 80 percent of the slice in the garbage where it belongs and and having all this extra garbage in the trash cans like you said so i think that that's probably a fixable problem you know i, th- I think as long as there is a bunch of outdoor dining you're gonna have more of that than there used to be because i feel like the boardwalk always used to be pretty reliably clean
0: yeah no i, I i've never really had problems with the boardwalk as much as other people have because i know there have been a lot of complaints about it throughout time but it just seemed like it had the complaints had picked up quite a bit, you know, recently when the casino's reopened.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I'd have to go and see. But I, I do wonder, like, you know, everybody's been kind of locked inside for, for months. And is it like a full moon type of thing where people finally get out and they're all giddy and angry of some combination of those things <laughs> and more likely to get into trouble? But hopefully not related to booze on the boardwalk. I refuse to associate those two things. No one has ever gotten drunk and rowdy. So my other question, though, how big of an improvement is it? Like, is people have always said, oh, I just drink on the boardwalk anyway. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. It's nice that it's legal, but I I thought it was already legal and stuff like that. Like, how Uh, big of an improvement are these two things, do you think? Do they actually, like, change Atlantic City at all?
0: For most people, probably not. But for me, certainly, yes.
1: What I'm sort of wondering is, does this change almost the sense that somebody gets who goes to Atlantic City who's not just going to gamble, which I know like most people who go to Atlantic City are gamblers It really caters to that market way more than Vegas does. <laughs> the percentage of people who go to, to Atlantic City just to gamble is much higher than the percentage of people who go to, to Vegas just to gamble. But if, if you're going to experience other things, and now you've got this option to walk around with a cocktail on the boardwalk or to walk around with a beer on the boardwalk, and you're eating dinner outside, you're going to feel much more like it's this nice beach town, right? And yeah. so, you know, we ate outside at a Back Bay Ale house, right? And, and it yeah. was really good. And it was a totally different experience for us just sitting out there dark, looking at the casinos all lit up. And, you know, they've had that at a few places. They've had it at uh, Shark. obviously has patio seat, like the whatever deck seating that's very popular. Yeah, I, th- I think it could sort of, like, change the vibe in a way that is is pretty meaningful, but maybe that's overstating it.
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think, like I said, most people, I don't think they're going to notice. Most people just go and stay in a casino and don't really leave. Yeah, But uh, for the people who who do move around, I think it's going to be much better. Assuming they make all the other, you know, there probably should be slightly higher police persons on the boardwalk, et cetera, with us. But, you know, <laughs> assuming they do the right things that need to be done,
1: which is probably maybe assuming too much, but... Yeah, I mean, and it seems like there are places, like Hard Rock especially, that's using that old score space. Like, they've got the space to do this kind of stuff. Um The places where they're really using temporary, you know, spa decks and pool decks, maybe they're going to repurpose portions of that. You know, I don't know how much the Bally's spa deck is really used, right? Like, maybe they decide that this is more worthwhile in the long term. And by that, I mean, twin river holdings, right? <laughs> Since mm-hmm. they're going to be the ones t- dealing with this in the long term. But uh yeah, I'd be really interested to see if this becomes a little bit more permanent. And you hopefully we'll start to get some signs of that based on actually seeing the more permanence in these things rather than just the uh the temporary setups that they all have now. Although at this rate, you know, it seems like indoor dining's never coming back to New Jersey, so maybe they're gonna make it permanent regardless.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on the booze no. and no. on boardwalk and outdoor dining?
0: It was it was good for you to revisit this though. I think I think it's totally righteous and a good thing to bring up given that we probably didn't have too much positive to say back then
1: yeah i mean it's interesting how much our sort of opinions of all of this have changed over the course of whatever four or five months as we learn more (laughs) four or five decades it seemed like it's been forever
0: yes so we have another listener question, this time from Angela. She says, I love your podcast, as well you should, and have been listening to you guys for at least three years now. I hope you guys continue to do the podcast, even with your busy lives. I was wondering when your next AC trip would be. Sometime in 2020? Would you try to make a trip out there together?
1: It's tough. I, I Yeah, I, I keep thinking I just have no idea when it's going to be, and as much as I would like to, to say hell yes to 2020. The, the COVID numbers and like what New Jersey is saying is not helping with that, right? Like right now, you would have to quarantine for fourteen days. <laughs> right. If if you went to Atlantic City, like you would technically not really be the- allowed theoretically to do I would have
0: to quarantine for fourteen right. days. In actuality I don't think anybody would be enforcing that at the casinos. No. I very much doubt they would be like, excuse me, sir, you cannot check in.
1: With your Maryland ID. Yes. You would have to like sign it's I know at Borgata you have to sign something saying I'm abiding by the quarantine when you check in. Mm-hmm. And then they're tracking your movement the entire time. No, I don't think that's happening. I yeah. don't think there's much incentive for the casinos. No, there's no incentive.
0: <laughs> I mean, being good citizens, Craig, that is their incentive. What more incentive could you need?
1: That's true. Certainly not money. Certainly no financial incentives.
0: Someone called in, this was a few episodes ago, to, uh you can bet on that, and said that they checked into, it was either Mohegan or Foxwoods, and they had the same thing where if you were not in Connecticut, you technically weren't allowed to check in. So he had checked in with his passport instead <laughs> of his uh, his driver's license. Yeah,
1: Assuming, so let's take that out of the question. Let's say, assuming that, you know, a month from now or two weeks from now, Maryland gets lifted off the list, the restriction yep. list. How soon are you back in AC, realistically?
0: I don't, it's just, there's so many moving parts. It's It's really hard to say. I'd like to go back. Um, what? Are, so, what are the big moving
1: parts? What are the, what has to happen? Kids in school?
0: Uh, certainly, if kids aren't in school, that would make it seem like going to AC isn't a very good idea.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Schools are not open; it's not safe for kids to be in school. But yeah. I'll, I'll be at the casino.
0: I mean, I will say that, like, that's not a totally scientific decision at this point. I feel like, unfortunately, for everyone, especially parents, I think it's been uh, politicized a little bit, like the kids in school question. Yeah, I don't know not yet not yet is the answer
1: yeah i mean i'm optimistic about like november december it seems at the moment like my kids will be in school and daycare in the fall
0: yeah i mean my my kids are in daycare right now so like frankly if you like want to talk about it like it's probably no more risky than sending my kids to daycare i mean then on the other hand i send my kids to daycare so i can work which is you know probably more beneficial than going to
1: ac We have a podcast. We haven't incorporated Uh, it in any way. But this is work. This is important stuff that we're doing.
0: I hear if we were to incorporate, we could have a lot of tax write-offs, Greg, and that would be a good thing.
1: Yes. All those shirts, we could write them off for For one day.
0: Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest tax write-off.
1: Wouldn't even get us to the minimum? No. The other question is familial obligations, not just... You know, yeah, kids going to school but like what would your wife say about you being like hey i'm off to ac next weekend
0: it's tough i mean i've seen friends a couple times in a way that she probably really hasn't and i don't think it's totally appreciated so <laughs> yeah it's a tough situation right now i i w- i would like to be optimistic i'm going to say that i'm going to try for 2020 but uh I, ca- I can't guarantee anything
1: yeah i think for me it's probably late 2020 if it happens and it would need like some feeling of A return to normalcy which we'll get to in the in the boardwalk empire episode (laughs) i don't think
0: that's gonna happen i mean i mean
1: not not like real normalcy, but like my wife back at work in some way that well that's that's true because she works at the schools right right so so that like feels reasonable that feels like it's not complete hell (laughs) and the kids in school in a way (laughs) so that it actually feels like it would be not totally unreasonable for me to go Just from the standpoint of, like, not putting this so much burden on other people in my family. Like, that's the bigger thing to me than the, like, is it safe or not? Like, I'm fairly confident about my abilities to, you know, wear a mask and keep distance. I'm Mm -hmm. mostly a machine player anyway. Right. Which is probably better. I also don't have that much problem just not playing if there's not a machine that I feel is, you know, distance enough or whatever.
0: Fair. Well, we'll see. I haven't been in a, in a casino. Like I said, I, I may really try to go to Horseshoe next weekend, but uh, we'll see. We'll see.
1: You should do it and give us a full report because we need something to talk about. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I, I do get Hard Rock comps now yet. So uh, I got a mailer. It's been a long time. My... Do, you,
0: do you think that someone at Hard Rock listens to the podcast and are like, we should give this guy like, you know, Monday through Wednesday comps or something? <laughs> it is. It is Monday through Thursday, I think. Oof!
1: If you don't even get Sunday,
0: that is like your real bottom of the barrel.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's totally just them giving rooms to anybody because the people are not coming out in droves. <laughs> Especially with all the states on the the quarantine list, I think that's not helping. And that doesn't really affect all that much. It's not like I would really be able to go on a weekday anyway. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to be back in the system. It's nice.
0: You probably let them know you're alive. You probably, did you go in and play like one hand of
1: video poker on online or something? <laughs> I did set up an online account, but I don't think I even ever deposited anything. I just did their, uh, like, get That's some like free spins every day. the absolute minimum
0: of letting them know you're alive. And look That's at true.
1: the rewards you've gotten. I know. Comped rooms. We'll ignore any caveats on those comped rooms. Just comped rooms. That's all you need to know.
0: Alright, so if you want to reach out to us or any of our li- other listeners and read Justin S's great Facebook post, do so at Facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our amazing content and buy a shirt at doforwin.com. Uh you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions to do for a win at gmail.com. What do you think of that closing,
1: Craig? It's perfect. Nailed it ten I out of ten. I I'm a man of my word. So should we talk about some Boardwalk Empire season finale?
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was the season finale. I went to my shady internet locales and fired up episode 11 again and got a bunch of spam and viruses. And then I'm like, <laughs> I've already seen this episode. So then I had to close
1: it down and go back out and find episode 12. But I did it. So what happened in the season finale?
0: Uh It was kind of a lot i think i think they they move the the story forward quite a bit the big plot points are that margaret and nucky after being officially broken up early in the episode and you know margaret had moved out of the house that nucky got her and was living with uh Warren G. Harding's lady friends. <laughs> they're walking through the graveyard. Margaret sees the tombstone of Nucky's son, who Margaret did not know existed, so confronts him about it. And to make a long story short, they're kind of back together at the end of the episode. Nucky and Rothstein make up. Basically, Nucky agrees to use his political connections to get all the charges against Rothstein dropped. And in return, he gets a fat stack of cash and the location of all the Delessio brothers, who all meet unfortunate ends you know nucky gets a nice press conference out of it uh election day happens so both ed bader and warren g harding win their respective races as we knew would happen indeed the history scholars that we are the episode ends you know after nucky kind of running roughshod over everyone ends with uh, the commodore and jimmy and eli nucky's brother all kind of planning nucky's undoing i think yeah uh there are definitely three people who are not very impressed with nucky right now and perhaps the biggest most important thing in the episode we find out that our good friend uh nelson has made lucy pregnant
1: yeah you kind of knew that was coming right i i didn't i had no idea yeah i, th- I, f- I had a feeling that that's where mm. we were going with that agent van alden who was thinking about quitting fbi and you know buying into some feed store or something and his wife said uh i don't know about that i like being married to a federal agent yeah. I don't know how much you like being married to an adulterer with a child out of wedlock. These things can happen, Craig.
0: No piece of judgy.
1: That's true. It's a good point. Especially
0: to no, like and I'm, frankly, the the adultery is like the least of, you know, the, the concerns about Ben Olden. The murder the murder seems like more of a problem.
1: I do yeah, I do love that like the series starts with him as being like the most by the book street shooter everyone else is going to hell if they don't follow the rules and follow specifically my rules and the religious rules and all that stuff and then he's just like we get the sense that he's like creepy and then we also see that he's like totally off the rails in lots of other ways killing his guy he supervised agent sepso knocking up lucy drinking all the booze not necessarily in that order yeah so yeah i mean that's the main plot points any major thoughts about the episode I know you. I, was... I know you took copious notes.
0: I, ha- I took no notes, as always. Uh, it was a good episode. I don't know. Enjoyed it.
1: I th- I thought it was a little predictable in in the like ha- that all the Delessio brothers got killed.
0: I mean, what's it, what's his name? Is is this is looking good for him
1: now? Uh, oh, yeah. Doyle. Yeah, Mickey. Still <laughs> he's, alive. He's got a, He's he's making it. He's beating the odds. I didn't think there was any chance he was getting through this season on my, multiple my... fronts.
0: My favorite part of the episode, this was kind of an ongoing theme, is just how aggravated, frustrated, annoyed Lucy was with uh, Warren G. Harding's lady friend the whole time. Oh. Obviously, she thinks she's
1: like the dumbest human being alive. Oh, hey, Margaret, you and mean it's how, very obvious. Yeah. yeah, Margaret. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite part. Definitely. Like twice, Mar- the look on Margaret's face when Har- <laughs> yeah. when that, the Harding mistress says like, "Oh, you're gonna come visit us in the White House," and like right. she pulls, the, they make this cake. Where like if you get a ring out of the cake, you know, it's supposed to be you're going to get married. And like Harding's mistress pulls the ring out of the cake. And again, the look on Margaret's face is just like, wow, oh boy, this poor lady. It's good. Here's a question. I thought based on the last episode that they were hinting that Jimmy's mom was poisoning the Commodore.
0: I I, I was was very confused by that and still am confused by this story. It doesn't seem totally right i suspect there's gonna be more to it but yes they kind of set up the uh housekeeper or or whatever that s- servant that yeah. seems like not a great word but yeah i, I mean like, it's I don't 20s. know
1: <laughs> I, it was it's 20s. <laughs> i think to, i, I think doing they, the poisoning.
0: i don't think that happened i think it was I James' agree. mom but well i i suspect we'll we'll learn more so i have a yeah says. the big
1: question mark do we really think the servant was poisoning the commodore i think no in that they also didn't arrest her, and then Nucky gave her a bunch of cash to go move somewhere else.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. It actually makes makes even more sense that it was definitely Jimmy's mom then, because Nucky would
1: look out for her. So, any any other notes? Yeah, moving I think on that's to it. next season. Yeah, we'll see what happens in uh, season two, episode one. Yeah, obviously the big plot point is: are we going to get a Jimmy and the Commodore and Eli versus Nucky thing? Watch the first episode. Jimmy's gonna be like, no, I actually am not gonna go against Nucky, and then Eli's gonna like slink back, now that he's the sheriff again. And the whole thing will just be quashed. Like one episode. That's what would happen if it was a USA series, not an HBO series. They would set up some huge thing. Why do, why do you hate Monk? And it would be solved. <laughs> I'm thinking more like Suits and White Collar.
0: Oh, I, I actually have seen none of those shows. Oh yeah.
1: I like, I thought Suits was very good. I mean, uh, no, sorry, I thought White Collar was very good. I thought Suits was good for like a season, and then it I'll just tell evolved. you what I used
0: to watch on USA, a lot of Monday Night Raw when uh, i was in high school but oh, i thought you were gonna it. say
1: wings reruns no only that's, monday
0: night raw that's the only thing i had eyes for
1: i believe it <laughs> well, i've watched that, a lot of pro wrestling and that high school qualifies you to be a gambling podcaster
0: more <laughs> there is a certain correlation between gambling podcasters and love of
1: pro wrestling i will say that but yeah also like hockey twitter is like massively overlapping with wrestling twitter so i have like the gambling podcast twitter and the hockey twitter which don't really no. seem to overlap that much. But not the wrestling Twitter, but I get all the wrestling Twitter from both those things, just everything.
0: But in high school, every Monday night, I'd watch Raw, and Thursday night, I'd watch SmackDown, and Friday night, I'd watch ECW. Yeah, so interesting.
1: Was, I was quite the cool guy. ECW. What even is ECW?
0: Extreme Championship Wrestling, I think. It was based out of Philadelphia. Sounds it was awesome. like all the... It wasn't traveling. It was just like only a Philadelphia thing. But it was on TNN. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ted Turner.
1: So I remember when like NWO was big, and there was I, I never wa- I never watched WCW, never I, like absolutely never. So and there was a summer where like every kid at the I don't know if it was Six Flags at that point or if it mm-hmm. was like Adventure World. It's probably still Adventure World down in wherever. Sure was oh, County I know, Maryland.
0: I know where that is. The Actually, listeners was, don't. I was I was there like uh, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something, two months ago getting a covid test in the parking lot that's was amazing they, i was about to say it was negative yeah it
1: was <laughs> negative i you know the, like you go to that amusement park and just like every kid's in an nwo shirt and a friend of mine was like i honestly thought it was a summer camp because so many kids <laughs> have that shirt on. <laughs> yeah man yeah wrestling was huge back in the day it still is pretty big i think scott hall kevin nash don't know what you're talking oh, about
0: i know about the nwo
1: no i never watched wcw it, once you get past like the rock and stone cold steve austin i out. Mean, i just don't know any of the names uh what well, one of those guys Gage.
0: was uh razor ramon was his wwf name uh, and, uh, i know i only know these, razor these ramon old?
1: hernandez former catcher for oh. the orioles
0: <laughs> he was <laughs> not as good as was expected he, he was had, he less, like a, less, half a good season less of an underachiever as, as javi lopez who was Incredible before he joined the Orioles, and absolutely abysmal on the Orioles. But. I think
1: he also had like half a good season.
0: Yeah, this is Oriole stock. He's no veronimo hill What can I say? Where everyone expected him to be terrible,
1: and he performed as expected. Fernando Lunar. <laughs> These are the names that you can expect to hear. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you guys
0: for listening. I assume that that entire last segment will be cut, and I will nope. uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
1: Oh no, this is a short episode where he's been everything. <laughs> Posting yeah, that, that last
0: five minutes could probably just be removed. But I'm not we'll out. see. You <laughs> can <laughs> it in. Do what you like.
1: All right. So one thing I did not mention in the Boardwalk Empire talk is when Margaret comes back, she sees Nucky in the mask and she says that it suits him and calls him a dapper villain in a Sunday serial, which is a line in a Coheed and Gambria song. And that cannot be a coincidence. The song was after that show. They've watched Boardwalk Empire. So I thought that was amazing. And then I had to stop the episode for four minutes so I could listen to that song.